You don't see every day with Chris Taliaferro. I am the aforementioned Chris Taliaferro, and this episode I think is going to be an interesting one. I've conducted three interviews with uh, three good friends of mine on the subject of polyamory and open marriages. Now, these three individuals are uh, well versed in this particular area. So I had them come on the show to pick their brains and get a little bit of their expertise. So without further ado, let's take a listen. Joining me on the podcast at this time is a good friend of mine. We have had many an internet laugh together. I'm glad that she's on the show to talk about open marriages and polyamory with me today, Ms. Deborah Perrin. Deborah, how are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? Oh, listen, I am wonderful. I'm having a great day. Um, it's pouring where I am right now, though. So, as you know, I had to kind of relocate my recording position because the raindrops kept falling on my head, and that doesn't mean my eyes will soon be turning red. Podcasting's for me, yo. You know, like... Sounds great. Like, raindrops keep falling. No, nothing? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I love that song. Is it just me? Yeah, I, I feel like you're too young to really be familiar with that song. Oh, shush. Listen, I'm going to be 40. <laughs> I'm going to be 40 years old, man. Oh, you're a child. <laughs> well, wait, well, so, Deborah, hold on. Before we start, if you don't mind me asking, this might be uncouth of me as a gentleman. How old are you? I just turned 61. You just, you, 60, you, you do not sound 61. You sound like a young little, like a young little something, just a young little thing, just with your thangs thangin'. That's what you sound like. Well, I try to stay young at heart. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so listen, um, I'm not going to talk about your thangs thing, and not yet, not yet. Um, I, I want to get to uh, the main topic at hand, which is open marriages, polyamory, and you were in this lifestyle, are in this lifestyle? Elaborate. So... I, and this is just my personal opinion, I'm not trying to speak for everyone who calls themselves polyamorous, but I feel polyamory is more of an orientation. Um, like, for instance, it's a different axis, but if you were gay, you wouldn't necessarily have to be in a relationship with someone of the same sex in order to be gay. It's, it's your identity. 
And that's how I feel about polyamory, whether or not I'm actively in multiple relationships, I feel that I have a polyamorous orientation. Right. So, yeah, and I feel like I really always did. I always, I just didn't recognize it because in my earlier life, I belonged to a very strict religious faith. Mm. And you were not really allowed to explore your sexuality in any respect. You were just kind of channeled into the standard, you know, you get married, a man marries a woman, you have kids, and that was it. You what know? Uh, What denomination was that? I was a Mormon. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, mm. <laughs> well, all these things you never knew about, right? <laughs> wow, well, I, I would have never guessed. And, and wh- where... Religiously, where where would you identify currently? I currently identify as non-religious, or I mean, I guess an atheist. I I don't. Uh, I guess the jury is out on whether anything supernatural exists. The way I look at it, but um, definitely don't believe in any sort of god or organized religion. Okay, okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to get a little context for my listeners. But but go ahead. No, I mean, okay, so <laughs> easily distracted here. Um, so about the lifestyle, so to speak, yeah, I feel like I have a, a polyamorous orientation. And I first got married when I was 18 because I was trying to be a good Mormon. And, of course, I was still in that church, still believed all of that dogma. And so I was completely monogamous at that time. I was married between the ages of 18 and 23, and my marriage ended when my first husband passed away. Oh, oh gosh. So, um, we didn't, yeah, we didn't get divorced or anything like this. Um, and then I had a period of time where I was just sort of questioning my religion. And eventually after about 10 years, I completely left my religion and abandoned my faith. And at that point I started exploring who I was as a person. Sure. Because I didn't, I didn't have this organization telling me who I was as a person. So I, I sort of was experiencing adolescence in my mid to late thirties. And part of that exploration was sexuality, mm-hmm. because I never asked myself, am I gay, am I bi, am I straight, you know, am I just, was I married to a man because I was told that this was the path I had to take? And after all of that exploration, I came to the conclusion that I am straight, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, also, I'm also vanilla. Okay, <laughs> okay. Disappointment comes you're, sh- you're straight, so, so you're saying I have a chance is what you're saying. Right, exactly. Yeah, Having age inappropriate crushes, so definitely you have a chance. Listen, um, I, I will, I will be, I will be your, I will be your young baron. I will, I will. There we go. Why did I use the word baron? That's a weird, strange, like baron. Like I, I expect weirdness from you, though. It's it, fine. It just it kind of flows, you know. <laughs> it's a thing, but go uh, ahead. <laughs> so uh, at that point, I, I also realized that. You know, whatever uh, tendency towards jealousy people normally have in relationships, I just didn't seem to have that chip installed at the factory. Uh, right, right. Didn't have any. Didn't have any issues with uh, this idea of, um, and you know, Mormonism has this famous history of polygamy, which is not just multiple relationships but multiple marriages. Of course, but that was only one man with multiple women. Did did you know anyone growing up in the Mormon faith who had multiple wives? No, because I was in the mainstream church and the mainstream church has kind of shed away from like that, right? 1800s. Right, it's only these fringe 
sects of Mormonism that are, you know, these folks that hang out in the hills of Utah and whatnot. Right, right. Um, yeah, that do that sort of thing is my understanding. The mainstream church has gotten completely away from that. Right. But the Mormon belief is that in the afterlife, you know, if you're a faithful Mormon, men can still have multiple wives in the afterlife. Mm. Yeah. And some of the women, when I was in the Mormon church, used to discuss that among themselves and be like, oh, I don't know how I can handle that. I, I just, I don't know if I can share Henry with other women. And I was just thinking, well, actually, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. But. Right, but, but, you, but you felt that yeah. way in, internally. And, and, you know, just go, going back to what you were saying about um, it being something that you consider more of an orientation, um, I think right. I think it would be fair to say there's a lot of times where people, um, based on their orientation, will have feelings inside that they can't necessarily express because of the the social situation that they're in. Right. So it, it, it was that it was it was kind of that thing where like if you lived in more of a free situation, you might have spoken on that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and mo you know, I was younger then, too, and, and these women were mostly older than me, so I just kind of felt like, you know, I was the youngster that had to just kind of be quiet and, you know, keep things to herself in that situation. Uh, so, but then after I left the church, I began to explore the possibilities of being in multiple relationships, and I never really acted on that fully until um so I met my husband I left the Mormon church like in the mid 90s and then I got married to my second and current husband in 2000 and his background was he had been married twice before divorced both times but his first marriage had been an open marriage okay and both yeah both he and his first wife had outside relationships and so he wasn't a stranger to that. Sure. And I had told him about my feelings about that topic. And I think from the very beginning, we both agreed that, you know, we were going to get married. We wanted to be together, but that our marriage was going to be some flavor of open. We never really set ground rules or nailed everything down. And, and as we shall find out in a moment, that was a mistake. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So, so we got married, uh, and I feel like when you look at the, the spectrum that is ethical non-monogamy, which I believe polyamory, and again, these are all my personal beliefs. Lots of people interpret these individual terms differently, uh, but to me, there's sort of the swinging end of things where, let's say you're married or you're coupled permanently with someone. Uh, but all you want is just sexual variety. And so that would be like a swinger. Basically, you get together on weekends with other couples or you do the wife swapping thing. Right. And you just have sex with other people, but it's not really a full-on relationship. There's not any significant emotional attachment. Sometimes there's not even a friendship. It's just sex, okay? Right. Uh, and again, I don't have any judgment about that. I feel like if that is the person's desire and everybody knows what's going on, that's great. But that was never me. I was on the full on, you know, polyamory end of it. I wanted to have multiple relationships that involved not just friendships, but like 
deep emotional attachment. Talking on the phone, going on dates, talking about your feelings. Yes. Yeah. And and having, you know, like a schedule, like, okay, I go visit this person for X number of days on a regular basis. And we have activities that we do together. So were you you and your, were you, were and are you and your husband on the same page with that? Was he more of like a, like a sexual, uh, you know, on on that side or did, did he have more of emotional relationships with people? Chris, these are spoilers, okay? I was I was getting to that. Okay, okay, no, 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 no. I, no I'm just I like so so we're at I, so we're we're at eleven minutes, yeah. and I just I just wanted to make sure we're keeping this tight because I got. No, we are, we are. I swear, I'm gonna stay on stay on base here, stay on topic. Um, so yes, I thought that my husband felt about it the way I did. He did not. He was very much on the swingery end of things. So here's an additional piece of information. My husband is a traveling concessionaire. He works out of town and out of state, probably eight months out of every year. Mm-hmm. So his thought was like, oh, this will work great because when I'm on the road, I'll you know be able to meet women you know, or get together with women that I know and you know have flings or whatever. And he just assumed that I felt the same way. He had no idea that I was looking at this as like having um, a deep relationship with, you know, emotional attachment and and looking at long term and things like this. Right. Mm -hmm. So for the first five years of our marriage, he had several relationships that were just flings. And then I had nothing until the five year mark. And then I met someone that I fell madly in love with. Mm. And he did not like that at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> he felt very threatened. We almost got divorced over that. Wow. Oh, my goodness. He, oh, yeah. And it was, uh, I met this guy online. He, uh, I live in Michigan. My husband and I live in Michigan. This guy uh, was a college professor in California. So there was a bit of a long distance uh, situation there. But uh, he and I fell deeply in love. And uh, we met each other a couple of times. He was married as well. He was unhappily married. So um, there were a lot of complicated situations. He was not experienced in polyamory at all, which was another problem. Mm. Um, so everything just pretty much went up in flames. <laughs> well, with him anyway. He, he broke my heart into 20 million pieces. And to this day, I've never recovered. So that's the end of that. But. Uh, my husband and I almost got divorced over this, and it took a long time to rebuild trust. We went to marriage counseling, and um, now I would say we have a, a very strong relationship, my husband and I. And we understand, we're still really not oriented the same way, but we understand what page the other person is on, and we accept that. Right. And, and That's did, a pitfall. Yeah, did, a lot did, of people don't talk about that. Did, did this experience, um, is, is this experience what kind of slowed um, your active polyamory, or am I off base there? I think just time. I mean, I didn't really get into this until, I was already like in my late 30s when Paul and I got married, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he's like eight years older than me. And I had a couple of relationships after that, which were kind of more deeply emotionally involved relationships. And he was fine with it. Yeah. Um, And he had a few more relationships along the line. And uh, the women he chose were, I, (laughs) 
I had envisioned like being friends with his lovers, but he never chose the kind of women that really wanted to do that. So that was disappointing. Right. <laughs> so I just feel like that's probably what it was. Like number one, we just kind of aged out of it. Sure. I feel. And the other piece of it is uh, we just couldn't really get in sync regarding like partners that the other person really could be friends with or well, I think the sinking thing, um, you know, definitely has some validity. I'll give you a little pushback on the, uh, the age, aging out. I will say that the last time I went to a swingers club, uh, shout out to Berlin News Agency in uh, New Jersey, um, there, was, there, there, was some, there was some old people playing, and, and they were older than you, and I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying they were, they were older than you, for sure. Titties out. So, you know, if, if you guys want to get back in the game, it's not uh, it's not impossible. But listen, so we got so we're we're running a little low on time. I want I want to do a couple of rapid fire questions here. Um, okay. Just try and answer them as quickly as possible, as concisely as possible, and then um, I just want to give you a little time at the end to uh, promote anything that you'd like to promote. Um, okay. So first question: Are you shaved currently? Partially. Down, down there is what I'm talking part, about. Part, yeah, well, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, partially. Partially. So, so you do you do like a trim? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, are you against full bush? No. Okay. What does your husband prefer? Um, he really never expressed a preference to me. He, he never criticized one way or the other. So. Okay. Not really sure. Okay. Um, in all of your uh, polyamorous and open marriage uh, situations, have you guys ever done anything with another partner all together, or was it all separate? No, it was all separate. It was all separate. Would you be willing to do something with someone else with him if he were willing? Not really, because that just was never an interest of mine nor of his because we did discuss that okay okay what was what was what was the um was it the kind of thing where you guys came to an understanding when you discussed it or was it more like oh instantly you both knew that that wasn't for you oh yeah it, instantly we knew neither one of us wanted that okay okay all right so deborah um thank you First of all, thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. And again, I always offer my guests the opportunity to uh, promote or discuss anything that they'd like people to know about. Um, so you've got a little over two minutes. Go. Okay. Well, I've been a nurse for over 35 years. And one of the things that I really see as a terrible problem in healthcare is racial uh, disparities as far as access to healthcare and healthcare outcomes. So there's an organization called White Coats Black Doctors. The website is whitecoatsblackdoctors.org, and they work to get more black people into medical school. They give them support and uh, give out, I believe, scholarships as well. So I support them with a fundraiser on Facebook for my birthday every year, and I encourage people to give to them. It's a great charity. Okay. Um, Deborah Perrin, you want to spell your name? D-E-B-R-A-P-A... 
No, go ahead. No, I'll let you do it. Why, why am I? Why am I stepping let's on your toes? Do, let's do it together. D e v r a p a r o n. Oh, you know, you know what? You you were too fast, and you did it before I could like do it with you. So now it's over. It's fine. Everybody knows now. But um, okay. if 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 you guys want to. Um, go to her page. So if people go to your page right now, that fundraiser is still active, right? Like they can just... No, actually this year is over, but my birthday's on September 19th. Oh, okay. oh, it's the birthday one. Okay, right, right, right. Oh. You can come back next year. Yeah, okay, no, I'm fine. Okay, wait, no, say say when your birthday is again so people know. It's September 19th. Okay. But okay. you can go to the website anytime to donate. White, white Coats Black Doctors. White Coats Black Doctors. Black doc- .org, yep. org. Deborah, yep. I really appreciate you being on the show. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Would you come back on? Absolutely. Okay. Maybe we'll have some other stuff to talk about. Maybe I can talk about your shaving techniques a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely down to discuss that anytime. <laughs> okay. And we will be back right after this. And we are back. And joining me at this time is a longtime and good internet friend of mine who I'm glad to have on the show. And if you out there are interested in men, whether you are a lady or a a man who likes men, you are going to be absolutely enthralled by this man's sexy, sexy Australian accent. Ladies and gentlemen, Lucas Bell. Lucas, how are you? I am fantastic, my friend. I'm a little sick. That's probably why I sound sexier than I am, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever works, man. You know what I mean? You got, you know, you, you take you take what happens and you work with it. Uh, I think I have to get sick more often if I'm going to sound like this, but it is what it is. Normally, it's really kind of high pitched and squeaky, and it's nowhere near as as sexy as it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so um, I'm just gonna get into it. Uh, so again, this episode is about uh, polyamory and open marriages. So uh, without further ado, uh, let me just ask you: uh, How would you describe your current relationship? Right. So me and my partner, we've been together a long time, um, I guess, to kind of give a bit a bit of a brief backstory on everything. But um, she's American. Um, we met online. We actually talked for a little while. She ended up moving to Australia. Um, it was only enough about six years ago last week. So we just celebrated that. And um, congratulations. For, yeah, thank you very much. Um, so for the visa all types of things, um, you know, we had to be very monogamous through that whole time. Um, want to um residency was granted um it's something we had talked about for a long time had been kind of opening the relationship up and 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 doing that side of things so um you know once we were able to kind of you know get all her legalities sorted um kind of started becoming a real thing and then um yeah i think it was about last year we kind of fully decided to, to open things up and um yeah like our, our relationship structure very much is something akin to um what's called um kitchen table anarchy which basically means that if I have a partner, uh-huh. um, there's more openness for Brandy to kind of interact with that person, you know, literally sit around a kitchen table and, and have a coffee. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but also at the same time, you know, Brandy can date who she wants to date. I can date who I want to date. Um, that's kind of the an- an- 
anarchy side of things, I guess, it's that it's not something where like we kind of have to vet our other partners through them as long as we're safe you know obviously when it comes to the sexual components and that type of thing uh as long as you know everything everyone's kind of happy in that it's 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 all fine so sure yeah um so w- would you, would you say that um that allows for um having relationships that may not um, involve someone that is particularly her cup of tea. So like what I mean is, so like, I feel like sometimes people aren't necessarily bad people or anything like that. They're just incompatible. So there might be someone that you're compatible with on a certain level that she wouldn't want to go out and have a beer with. But if someone is her type of person, they can come to the kitchen table. Am I kind of getting that right? Or to tell me where I'm wrong or if I'm like, just, yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes and no. So there's like, for example, <clears throat> there was a guy that she was kind of like seeing that I wasn't really particularly a fan of. Okay. Um, but in saying that, you know, I didn't let my feelings for that particular individual cloud the decisions of her and what she was doing. Um, I, I was very much someone that was like, listen, I'm, I'm not, there's some things about this that are kind of, you know, red flags and, and whatever and she listened to him and you know she she took it in and she's like listen i'm gonna kind of make my own mistakes and i was like listen that's fine um but that's my thing but like you know if i, I haven't really met anyone specifically that she's dated because it's kind of like when it comes to the anarchy side anarchy side of things as well is that while we do have a kitchen table kind of element where like we're open to having our other partners come in and meet and meet each other um we're very much private at the same time so like you know, I, I don't discuss a lot of things of like people I'm talking to with her. She doesn't really discuss a lot of things that she's talking to with other people with me. Right. Um, because we have our own relationship, but then we also understand that there are also also other relationships outside of us. Right. If that makes sense. No, no, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I, I think that, um, you know, and I, I'm just kind of spitballing and freestyling here. Um, it, Go for it. It, 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 it reminds me of how... Um, some of my own personal friendships are, you know, I, I have friends that, for example, may be into pro wrestling, for example, right. And I have another friend that couldn't care less about it. So I might spend time with my pro wrestling friend and go to a show and do something. And my other friend might not want to hear anything about it and he doesn't care. And He's still my friend. He's not upset that I'm out spending time with someone else doing something that I enjoy, you know, outside of him. But, you know, I don't have to also bring him into the mix. And and with that kind of mentality, you've hit the nail exactly on the head. And I'll, I'll give you a big example. Okay. I'm a, so I listen to a lot of, a lot of different types of music, right? Mm. But... I tend to lean more predominantly into hard rock, heavy metal, that kind of stuff. Sure. Now, there are certain bands that Brandy doesn't like, but if I met a girl and she was into those bands, I could just go to those concerts with her. You know, I could go and I could go to a Slipknot show or something like that and go with this other partner. But then me and Brandy, we might go see another band like Alexis on Fire or something like that because that's a common interest that we have. Sure. I'm not going to force Brandy into doing things with me that she doesn't have common interests with. Um, where I could have that bonding experience with someone else and kind of form a, a tighter relationship with that person because it's, it, you know, sometimes it's not really like fair to 
kind of force interest on people all the time. And like, you know, I agree a hundred percent ducks into another component of polyamory, open relationships, that type of thing, which is, um, you know, it, it all kind of comes back to the same kind of core philosophy in a minute, but, um, it's very much about different people can give you different things, mm-hmm. whether that's emotions, whether that's social experiences, whether that's friendships, relationships, anything like that. So, there's there's things that I can't give Brandy that she will then go and seek out from other people, and that's perfectly okay. The way that Brandy, there's certain things she can't give me, so I have the ability to go and seek those out from other people again, whether they're concepts, social experiences, you know, relationships, um, even sides of things like you know, um, more like kink and, and that type of stuff, you know, in in kind of again the more sexual components, right? Um, because it is more than just sex and and relationships and that type of thing. It's it's forming friendships. It's doing all these other things so mm-hmm. you know you, you, like i said you're 100 percent right in that you know you may have um you know you're a pro wrestling friend and you may be uh engaging or in a relationship with someone who enjoys pro wrestling but then your other person doesn't so you don't have to share that experience with them but you have the other person to share the experience with whereas vice versa it could be you know they're into a different type of music or something like that so you can then share that experience with the other person because the other the, the, the first person isn't really into it it's it is very complex in a way, mm-hmm. but it also was very logical. I no, I I think so, and and I I think that the reason one of the one of the big reasons that I wanted to explore this topic on uh, my show was the 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 logic of it and how logical it can be in a sense. Now I want to be clear and transparent. I have um, engaged in some relationships that were a little more open than others but for the most part i have been mainly monogamous in my relationships but with that being said there were certainly times where i could feel a sense of hey like my partner wants to go do x y or z and again like you said not even necessarily something that's sexual just something that they want to go do and if they could snuggle with somebody while they go do that would that bother me not really but you know I, you know i just i just think that some maybe it's not for everyone like everything isn't for everybody but i think if some people were willing to kind of push away some of the stigmas mentally they might have about it they'd be more fulfilled in a polyamorous or open situation than they would be in a monogamous one. Your, your thoughts? 100%. The, the big thing I can kind of point to specifically is look at cheating. Right. Someone cheats if they are not fulfilled a certain way, whether it's emotionally, physically, etc. Mm-hmm. By opening that and, and, and understanding that you cannot fulfill every need of that person all the time takes away a lot of that like not requirement i I can't think of the right word exactly right now um but like you know you have the ability to like understand that you're not going to be able to fulfill every need every moment of every day so if you're then open to then being like well i can fulfill x y and z but this person can fulfill a b and c you know kind of your place in the relationship and and, and a big thing I, I come back to my relationship obviously because that's kind of my main my main thing is that Brandy and I are very much in a 
in a like a, what they call a nesting relationship, which means we live together, we we have everything together, right? Sure. But there are certain things I know I cannot provide her, so she will go and find those things with other people. And the more that people then kind of come to understand that they aren't able to fulfill every need for that person that they may love, the more you will open yourself up to the idea that this could be something that you may be interested in. And, and if I can change one opinion today with people listening to this, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, obviously that's great because I feel that monogamy has been a very big thing that's been pushed for a long time where you've got to, got to have married, you've got to have kids, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's very much a, you know, specifically, I know like it's a big American dream thing, but it's also you know, a big Australian thing is that, you know, it's all through Asia, that type of thing of, of, you know, strictly enforcing monogamy. But, you know, a joke I kind of come back to is, you know, if you want to go to, you have to raise a family, buy a house, you know, in this economy, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hard. And, and right. yeah. yeah, it's just it, the, the whole monogamy thing, I think now is starting to become, not so much a thing of the past, but I think more people are starting to realize that there is more than just you and one other person. There's, there's options out there. hundred percent. You know? and, and like, like I said, you know, it comes back specifically, like, you know, a big thing, like I said, is cheating, mm-hmm. you know, someone cheats because they're not being fulfilled. Right. So if you have those honest conversations with this person that you love and say, listen, this need, this need is not being met. Either that person will then steps up to the plate or there might be then options to open it and get those needs fulfilled. Right. But 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 ignoring the problem is probably why 50% of marriages end in divorce, right? <laughs> like honestly, probably more than 50% if I'm honest like ignoring ignoring key problems and key neglects mm-hmm. um can can easily um dogpile. Yeah. And I, I think I think that there are those who may uh take a moral stance uh, against um, you know the, the the lifestyle that you lead, but I mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, I would contend that hey um, you know solving problems and talking and being open with the person that you're with I, you know that that sounds better to me a hundred percent and and I want to kind of state this very clearly mm-hmm. as, as clearly as I can polyamory open relationships that type of thing it's not for everyone. There are people that are built specifically for monogamy, and that is totally, totally okay. But closing it off and just saying, well, I could never do it, you, you don't really know right. until you try it. And I would encourage, like, if there are people that are out there having relationships that are starting to doubt things or, you know, there's been a thought of, you know, something could happen with someone else, have the honest conversations. Right. And, and and just be like, listen, this is a difficult conversation, but this is something that we need to talk about. And yeah, like for all you know, that other person might be feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. They may not, but they also may feel the same way. And people are like, well, you know, your need here isn't being met. Well, here's my need not being met. And you may come to a middle ground where either you try to do better in your own relationship or you're then able to seek those needs out from other people. Right. Right. You know, I think a lot of people in relationships enter a situation where they're almost walking on eggshells all the time because they are trying to prevent the end of the relationship. So they will avoid those difficult conversations. And and I feel like, you know, hey, you may bring you you may want to open things up and your partner may 
strongly disagree, but I, I feel like, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll let you kind of speak on your thoughts about, you know, what I'm saying here is I feel like if they strongly disagree, it's almost like the, the relationship might be over there and why not get it out in the open and kind of, you know, why waste time is kind of what I'm saying. hundred um, percent. Yeah. You, you're right. Again, you're, you're right there too. Um, if some person, you know, if one person decides that they want to try and open things up and, and that, or like, not decides, I should, I should rephrase that. If someone kind of brings the idea to the, to the table of, Hey, I want to open things up. The other person is strongly against it. Obviously that's a big thing. And then like, you might need to then reassess your relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, because I feel like that's bigger than say your partner, not liking game of Thrones and you do, it's like, it's like sometimes, you know, it's like, I, 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 you know, just true story out of, out of my life. I, I was dating, um, I, you know, I'm an atheist and, um, I was dating someone who was a, uh, a very conservative Christian. Um, great, great woman. She, you know, I, I, I literally spoke to her yesterday. So she's a nice person, you know, no, no ill will, but she was very against gay marriage and, that's a big, you know, it's like, that's, you know, look, I don't, I don't quote unquote have a dog in the fight because, you know, if I have a marriage, it's going to be a heterosexual one. And, yeah. you know, it's like, I, you know, I, I don't, again, I, I, I don't quote unquote have that dog in the fight, but, you know, when you talk about human rights stuff, you know, I, I have certain lines in the sand, sand I'm not willing to cross. Um, and yeah, you know, I'll never forget the day we had that conversation in the car. And I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, this probably won't work out if she doesn't really kind of change her view. And hey, if it does, like, if that's where it is, that's where it is. But I'm not going to, for example, just kind of go along with something she's saying just to yeah. keep the peace. And I think that's what some people do um, in terms of, you know, having their needs, be they, be they physical, mental, whatever, fulfilled by someone else in a relationship. They don't want to say that thing that they actually feel because they feel like the other person is going to wholesale reject it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know? So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, so let me, let me just, I have to ask you something, um, real quick. Cause we, we 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 can go a little overtime. It's okay. We, I gotta take a sip of my water. My my throat is so dry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, you're good. I'll just I'll um, entertain <laughs> no. the podcast with the with the the voice. <laughs> no, I I <laughs> it's like a little more of a hit. No, listen. I, I already took my sip of water, so I'm good. So I'm 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 ready to okay. go. But but I I um so the guest that I interviewed immediately before you um I asked some questions of her. <clears throat> And in the in the sake of fairness, I have to ask you the exact exact same questions. All right, now. No, I'm more than happy. No, it's it's fine, and I want to let you know I'm very comfortable in my sexuality. I, on the Kinsey scale, I am very straight. But, um, what's your yep. shape? What's your shaving situation down there? You, you you got like a full bush? What's going on? Um, I, I'm 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 bushing at the moment. I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just it's only because like it's it's been a very we, we've recently just moved house so it's we haven't had a lot of had a lot of going out or doing anything so it's just kind of you know 
Letting, letting the just fly. letting it fly. Just let now, 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 now your 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 visible, I guess I'll call it hair color, is fairly light. So I will ask you: Does does the do the curtains match the drapes? You know what I'm saying? No, uh, I I have been I have been laughed at being called a. I'm sure you've heard the term over there, but like I've, I've copped ginger pubes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I do have, so I've I've got blonde hair, but my the, my beard is also blonde. I actually got a pretty big beard, but yeah. the, the bottom of the beard starts to kind of go into like a red, and then it progressively gets redder the further it goes down. The further it goes. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, that's fine. Um, uh, okay, I have um one more kind of serious question. Not serious, like we're sitting here doing brain surgery, but like just. One yep. more serious question uh, before we kind of wrap things up here. Um, I, because I just just because I didn't get to it in, in our initial, uh, you know, just in the first twenty minutes here, uh, because yeah. you were you were brilliant. I gotta say, you you were a great guest today. <laughs> um, Thank you. No, you're welcome. Um, your current relationship was this your first relationship that was open? Uh, so is yes. this okay? So that so this this is new to you. Um, just let, let's let's say me like I'll give you like five minutes. Uh, just talk to me about um, uh, maybe your decisions in terms of why you decided to open it up a little bit. Um, I know you already touched on that a little more, but maybe if you could expand and then also um, juxtapose that with uh, previous relationships that you've had that were monogamous. Yeah. So like. The, I guess the kind of thing with like the whole polyamory openness of the relationship has been very much something that hasn't really been something that we've been shy about in terms of talking about it. Um, specifically as well with Brandy moving over in 2016, um, you know, we had to maintain a level of monogamy for quite a while there. Um, mainly, and this, this sounds insane, but mainly for legal reasons, because if, you know, we fill out some, some permanent, you know, some documentation for her to get her visas approved into permanent residencies and we lie on those documents, about you know not having a um, exclusionary relationship, then that can obviously come back and bite us big time. So we 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 stuck at the whole monogamy thing for for a little while there, and then once that permanent residency was granted, um, COVID hit. <laughs> so <laughs> we weren't really, we were really going at it more than a lot of people. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't until things really started to open up in Australia around middle you know middle of, middle of last year. Um, that these conversations started happening. Like, cool, you know, are we going to download Tinder? Are we going to download Bumble? All those kind of websites. And right. we talked about it. Um, it, it you know, and it, like I said, it wasn't something specifically with me and Brandy that it was, it was something that we never spoke about. Sure, sure. Um, there, there were plenty of times where we were like, oh, so, you know, hey, you know, it was, and it was very gentle as well initially. It was like, hey, so when this kind of, thing starts to become a more permanent thing and you're here and you know you're you're a citizen i'm oh, sorry not a citizen you're a resident mm. um is this something you're still interested in yes no and we, we would have those again have those honest conversations um in comparison to past relationships you know i'm i'm someone who's very comfortable in okay. my relationships um you know I've, I've dated people people in the past where um you know i've, I've been happy to be monogamous and non, you know, and I've I've been very much a free free spirit when it comes to relationships. But I have dated a couple of people monogamously, 
um obviously those relationships didn't work out so well but, <laughs> Clear, um, clearly you know, right a lot of relationships unfortunately don't yeah um yeah and like the thing i guess that's people that might surprise people is that my relationships with before brandy mm. my relationships my relationship with brandy there's really no difference except that we also now see other people right and do those things and do the things that i do with brandy with other people like it you know people might think that there's a i'm trying to think of the right words here because i don't want to i don't want to say something and i think i guess it get misconstrued but like there, there really is no difference it's it's the, it's, it's the same as any other relationship it's just that there's a specific uh dynamic i it well I, you know, I i i let me try and liken it to to something. It's it's almost as if, um, like if somebody said like, "Hey, um, you know, I my husband and I are Muslim, and you you may not necessarily be familiar with the Muslim faith or you know what have you." And it's like, yeah, like okay, they're Muslim and they may do these other different things other than you, but they're still married and they still fuck in a bed and. <laughs> Yeah, they still See, go yeah, grocery shopping. Like, but the thing is, then also that you know, the the husband then might also be consensually having sex with a secretary. You know what I mean? Like, right. And, <laughs> right, and, right, 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 right. Yeah, like nothing in a monogamous relationship versus a polyamorous relationship is different, except that in a polyamorous relationship, you're opening yourself up to more people. Right. Whereas, you know. You may be in a monogamous relationship. You may be focusing, whole hyper focusing on one specific person, um, which isn't a bad thing. Again, not everyone's built for open relationships and polyamory. Um, but yeah, it just, I guess it just depends on the person and their outlook. Um, you know, I, I can look at my relationship with Brandy and be comfortable knowing that she's going and seeing someone else, whether it's a guy or a girl. Mm. Whereas she can also do that same way. Whereas, you know, again, if you were in a monogamous relationship, you know, you'd, some people may worry about, you know, Stacy from work and how <laughs> right. close she's getting to Glenn. Well, you know what I mean? Like, sure. it's, it, again, it's, it's all about your outlook. And, you know, I, I, I would really don't give a shit about who the people that she talks to or sends photos to, sleeps with, does things with, you know, you know, has, again, has those social, um, social um, experiences with, you know, it's, we, we just, we live our lives, but then also we live our lives separately, but we also live our lives together. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, I. You know what? Um, the, the only, the, no, only the only big issues is that if she was to go and 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 watch an episode of House of the Dragon with me, then you know, then that's a serious. <laughs> that's a that's a very serious relationship discussion we need to have because that's our thing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm clearly joking. But, no, no, no. It's a, yeah. it's great. No, but I I I really think that sentiment is um a good one to leave things off with um because I, I it's just like it's like separately, but together. And I, I just only think of how many people in the world, you know, do need their alone time and time to themselves and are sacrificing it unnecessarily because maybe they don't have the right partner who they can talk to these, talk about these things with and yeah. come to some, and, yeah. And that's, and that's another big thing too. I know we've gone probably gone way over at this point, but another big yeah. thing, just because you touched on it then, is, is the alone time aspect too. I'm someone as well who, while I'm a very social butterfly, big social butterfly, and I love going out and meeting people and, and you know, 
getting on the piss, which is drinking here and, um, you know, going and, and doing those social things. I'm very much someone that also needs to charge my social battery. So if she right. wants to go out and go see a movie with someone or go get dinner, you know, guess what? I get to sit in my room for a couple of hours and, and play video games and just decompress <laughs> and, and have time to myself. And she has the same thing. She does, you know, she does a lot of knitting and cross stitching and that type of stuff. So if I go out with someone, you know, she has her own downtime to be able to do that. But then I come home, we'll, you know, either talk about what's happened on the on the date or what you know what they've been up to while the other person's been away from each other. We'll sit down and watch a movie. You know, yeah. it's that's exactly kind of and that's how in my opinion that's how it should be. Polyamory is a thing of very many is a very layered um type of relationship mm-hmm. so my type of polyamory and the way that we do it way that we do things is very different to how someone else might do it and that's also fine because there is no kind of pigeonhole for for how these things work which is also a really i think a really good thing to kind of to close on in that regard too is that yeah my my experiences may not equate to someone else's experiences but that doesn't mean that either of us are doing it wrong right Okay, so so listen, you got two minutes. I give all of my guests a chance to promote, talk about anything that they are passionate about, anything that they want to promote, if they have you know a project that they're working on, anything. The floor is yours. Two minutes, go. Won't even need two minutes. Um, for those who are interested, I, I stream video games on Twitch. Um, I'm sure that Chris will be able to provide links in the uh, description of the uh, podcast. Um, the only other thing too is that um, I'm a big advocate for mental health. Um, Australia has something called Beyond Blue, um, where anyone wants to donate. I know that a lot of your listeners are American, but um, yeah, donate to a mental health charity because those mental health charities definitely do need it. Uh, and I do also, it's not really a plug, but I do want to mention as well um, that Kevin Samuels died. <laughs> <laughs> and we just need to be uh, very. We need to be clear very, about that. Very, very clear of that and very clear. <laughs> I just want to make that, that out there. That podcast was insane. Yeah. He didn't, insane. ladies and gentlemen, he didn't tell me he was doing that. Uh, that got, I did not. That was, a, that was pure hypocrisy. <laughs> that, got a, that got a good belly laugh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Oh, I can't. It's still going. It's I can't. Going. That's hilarious. Okay. Listen. Luke, is like, this, is, this is behind the scenes thing, but we don't have cameras on. But I wish we had cameras on because I would love to have seen that reaction. I was oh, hearing it. Oh, l- listen, the next time you come on the show, and I'm gonna have you on again, it might be a yeah. video thing, so stay tuned for that. But listen, okay. um, more than happy, thank you so much for being here. Um, I want you back, and I think people are really gonna like this segment of this episode. This was very informative. And we will be back right after this. And we are back. And joining me is a guest who was very patient with me the last few days. I've just been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So it's been hard for me to schedule time for this interview. But thank goodness that she is a patient, wonderful human being. Ladies and gentlemen, the last guest of my show for this topic of polyamory and open relationships, Ashley. Ashley, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. How are you? Oh, listen, um, I mean, a little tired, not going to lie. But again, thank you so much for giving me your time. Thank you so much for bearing with me because uh, it's been a little much. I've, I've, 
I've gotten maybe like three hours of sleep in the last, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's rough. I got like an hour of sleep at my mom's house the other day. I, I went over there and paid a visit, saw her and my grandma. And then uh, today, I think I got a couple of winks. I don't even really remember, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't don't cry for me, Argentina. I'm okay. <laughs> so I feel that <laughs> I've had weekends like that, definitely. <laughs> but listen, this this episode isn't about me. I've already talked about myself too much. Um, this episode is about my guests and their experiences in um, open relationships, uh, situations of polyamory, open marriages, that type of thing, and. Uh, Ashley, that is um, your situation, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. It sure is. Okay. So, um, and I'm sorry, I just got distracted because there's an adorable ladybug that just. Hold on, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. No, we're we're gonna wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm gonna do something real quick. I'm gonna record. I'm gonna record a little video. I'm gonna record. Oh wait, no. I'm gonna record a little video, and this is this is gonna end up being promo. For the episode hold on hold on i just want to say hold on see because it's going to actually sync up with the audio in the episode there's an adorable little ladybug that's crawling on my light right now and um nature's beautiful and i'm just glad that i live in a place where i get bugs that are like ladybugs and not roaches because i would have had a much different <laughs> i would have had a much different reaction <laughs> If in the middle of you getting into your story, a roach crawled across my, uh... <laughs> I mean, same. Yeah, <laughs> I live on the coast. We don't have roaches. We have palmetto bugs. Oh yeah, okay. Which is a roach on steroids. Yeah, no, those are not. I, I'm familiar with them. Those are not cool. Those are not cool. Uh -huh. I, I, got, I got a dragonfly that flew into my place the other day, and it was the size of a bird. It was ridiculous. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, but, but I swear, I, I would rather, you know, like fun bugs, like a dragon. I mean, well, see, you, the ones you mentioned aren't fun. I don't feel like they're not fun. No, no, they are not. But, you know, we do get the occasional, like, dragonfly. We get fireflies mm. a lot in the summer still. Um, those are fun. Um, we don't see ladybugs as much anymore. But we do have, like, all the colorful lizards that eat the bugs, which I'm okay with. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Okay, look, yeah. we've gotten we've gotten into a whole, uh, a whole bug thing. <laughs> no, we, no, we're, we're getting off the rails. So you, so, Ashley, you're married. Yes. And you and your husband are in, and would you call it an open marriage? How would you describe it? It started as an open marriage, but it has become a polyamorous marriage, which was um, not expected, but it was natural. And I really didn't see much of a transition until we were like, maybe we should put some sort of label on that, um, just so people know. But yeah, we started as an open, uh, open relationship and then we dated for four years, got married. We've been married for four years now. Um, and we've been polyamorous for the better part of a year now with our current anchor partner. Okay. Um, so when you say that you started out in an open relationship slash open marriage and it naturally progressed to polyamory, um, just for, for people that may not be aware, um, 
describe the the differences between the two to you and that transition um, from the two states of being, so to speak. So when we were just open, we had other sexual partners, some that we shared, some that we did not share with each other. Um, it was just kind of loosey-goosey with, you know, who we were having sex with and such. I mean, it wasn't that we were just going out and banging anybody and everybody. It's usually somebody within our friend group, honestly. Um, but this year, we recently um, got a little bit more emotionally attached to one of our play partners, and she was going through a rough divorce, and um, we just wanted to make sure that we were there for her because we've known her for so long and we knew that this was rough on her. Right. And we ended up spending so much time together that we realized that more than just friendly or affectionate feelings were developing, um, that we were genuinely loving each other, uh, loving each other's company. Whenever we met up, we would spend entire weekends together and never once leave the room or house or wherever we were staying because we were so content with just being in each other's company that we didn't feel it necessary to. Um, and so we had a talk about it um, one day and we decided that we want to go ahead and give it a try. And uh, she is one of our partners. We don't do other labels like uh, we don't like the hierarchy um, feel of saying, oh, this is my primary partner and these are my secondaries or anything like that. Okay. Um, we wanted to make sure that we all felt like we were on equal footing because that's how it feels to us. So we call her an anchor partner. Okay. Um, she is a solid in our life. Um, she is always there with us uh, whenever we make decisions as uh, a relationship as far as it regards like the relationship or anything that would affect it negatively, positively, we include her in the discussion. Um, she dates other people and okay. that's fine with us. Right. Um, we still have our play partners on the side too. And we all understand that. Uh, so like we still have our play partners. We still have um, other friends that we have, not necessarily had romantic links with, but we do share strong feelings for, but she is a part of our marriage. She is as much a part of our marriage as I am or as he is. Okay. So. Okay. If, um, if it were the type of thing that you could make a legal distinction, would you? Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Okay. Okay. Um, so, you know, you, you were, you were discussing, uh, labels a little bit and how, uh, you didn't like, um, some of the labels that are used within the community. And you mentioned the label of anchor, which is great because my podcast is on anchor.fm. So my goodness, I'm sure they love that being mentioned. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just, I just had a question about that. So, um, I've I've got in in doing research for the episode, um, in talking to the guests that I've had on the show, the ones I've already interviewed, as well as some people that I talked to off the air, um, I've gotten a different sense of that dynamic from some people. So I'd just like to get your perspective on what I've heard a little bit from others. 
in regards to hierarchy, um, a couple of people I talked to, I think more so off air actually, but um, they mentioned it kind of setting certain boundaries for expectations. Mm -hmm. um, d does that resonate in any way to you? Do you? Does that make any kind of sense? Is that just go 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 for yeah. go for what that's go for your thoughts why on we that. went with anchor as opposed to a hierarchy um because that boundaries and expectations uh when you have a hierarchy type relationship um it's understood that maybe one of the partners would not have as much say or they would not have as much sway when it comes to discussing the dynamic in the relationship or any issues that might arise um we just personally don't feel like that applies to us um because we were at first using primary partners um when discussing like my husband and i and using partner when we were saying her but it just didn't feel right mm -hmm. uh, anchor feels a lot steadier for us because if i have an issue with him um i would talk to her about it. Um, we would have a discussion about it, and sometimes we'll bring it to him together. Sometimes she'll take it to him if she feels like, you know, this might need some mediation, and the same with her and him, and uh, him and I. He will go to her and say, no, I was just getting on my freaking nerves tonight. Like, maybe you want to go ahead and tell her to chill. Like, yeah. nobody has any more power than the other person in this relationship. Sure. But if it were a hierarchical-type situation she wouldn't feel as empowered to say, well, you know, I was having a conversation with Ashley and she said that, you know, she can't stand your stinky view at night or something, you know, stupid. Yeah. Um, or have those kind of discussions with him. And we want her to be able to have those kind of discussions with us because we have them with her and we care enough about her opinion and her feelings to want to make sure that she is okay with everything we are doing as well. Okay. No, that that makes a lot of sense. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, another question for you: Is this your first uh, open relationship, or were you? Was this your introduction to open relationships, or have you had any experiences in the past? And if you have had experiences in the past, um, if you could detail some of them, that'd be wonderful. Um. Most of my adult relationships have been open relationships. Um, okay. I have done polyamory before, and it was done at an age where I was entirely too young to have to deal with polyamory. And what, what, um, age, what, what, what age are we talking? Let's let's give the audience some context. 18, 19. Honestly. Is that too young? I mean, I don't know. I mean. When you consider maturity levels, it was too young. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I had some, I had some, I had some threesomes in high school. I think I turned out all right. I mean, or is that you think that's different? I mean, oh, it's it's such a different story, and that's actually something that has been a concern point of mine for a while because high schoolers are getting into these polyamorous relationships without having any sort of knowledge on what that entails. Sure. And they are vastly uh damaging their ideals of what a relationship should be like mm. just because they want to date multiple people 
and they don't want to have to wait or choose. Sure. And, um, and that was something that we had to have a discussion with our children about. Yeah. And, and I, I think one thing that is important for people to understand and tell me if I'm off base, but I don't think you're going to tell me this is off base is um, open relationships and polyamory uh, both are not necessarily about just wanting to have as many partners as possible or as many options as possible it's about more so fulfilling needs mm -hmm. right it is more of a i don't believe that any one person should be feeling fulfilling any other one person's needs um that's why we have communities that's why we have friends that's why we have family but there are just certain ones that a more intimate partner is better equipped to deal with. Mm -hmm. And that's why I practice polyamory. Um, initially, I said I wasn't going to do it again, just because the first one went terribly wrong. It was literally just that still high school mentality of, I don't want to have to choose between two people. So mm -hmm. I'm going to date them both. And they're just going to have to get over it. There was no communication. There was no conversion. Jealousy ran amok. It was terrible. How old, were, how, how old were you guys horrible. at this point? Um, it started late into my 18s. Um, ended before I turned 20, that's for sure. Okay. Um, so it was about... Was it was this was this, was this a, was this a, a guy girl in three or four months? What was it was it was this a guy a girl? I'm just trying to paint the picture for people. Both. It was a guy and a girl I was uh, seeing at the time. And were were uh, you were you kind of in a relationship with them? Like, was he your boyfriend and she your girlfriend? Using quotey fingers, like, was it that kind of the situation, or it was supposed to have been? Yes. But what it turned out to be was he was my boyfriend and he was her boyfriend and she felt like she had more say than I in the relationship mm. and they would sneak around and do things behind my back and be like, well, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. That was my neighbor's car. No, no, no. It's, it's, going <laughs> it's, it's, it's no worries. Listen, I fight a, I fight a losing battle with sound issues here. I was recording the other day. It like, it started to torrentially rain. I'm like, great. You know, so it's no worries. Go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> but yeah, um, they would do things behind my back that I absolutely did not like or approve of. And they would say, well, it doesn't matter because it was between the two of us. What's, um, what's an example? What, what, wait, I don't, I don't want to cut first. you off. I'm, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I don't want to cut you off. What's an example of mm -hmm. something that they did behind your back that you didn't like? Like a specific um, example. They would have visits with each other. Uh, not necessarily dates. Um, she lived a little bit further away then um him and i we she was about 45 minutes to an hour away from us um he would go up there um without telling me that he was going up there they would have little visits they would have sex um and i would find out about it afterwards from their roommates mm. or say like i would drop by to bring him some dinner or just hang out with him for the afternoon and he wasn't home and I couldn't reach him and he was just up there having sex with her or, you know, the one time, um, this was actually kind of crappy of her too, but, uh, her roommate's brother died. And while I was out at the pool, kind of consoling him, 
and talking to him because he was a friend of mine as well. They went back to the room and um, had sex, and then they went to a restaurant and had a dinner date. Hmm. So I, I, I mean, see, here, here's 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 one thing that I'm I'm wondering. Um, you know, I think that some people will see, will, will hear that, right? And they'll they'll say, oh well, you know. That's what happens when you get into these types of uh, relationships with multiple people. You're gonna have jealousy and da 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 da. da. But I, I I lean more towards that being no different than a monogamous relationship where boundaries and um, you know what people are comfortable with aren't discussed. Because I I, I can't help but to think that. You know, if I go back in my mental memory, I've had plenty of times where my friends have described a situation that is very similar to yours, but it may be just involving, you know, a friend. And it might not even involve sex. It may be like, hey, like this person went and saw their favorite movie with this person and that made me uncomfortable. And people aren't talking about these things in their relationship. Right. So, and that's the thing we would try. I would try to talk about it with them, and they would brush me off like it's nothing because they were also in a relationship, and I didn't get to have any say in their relationship, even though it affected me as well. Yeah. So, do you think that 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 experience kind of colored how you went into your uh, experiences going forward? I mean, I guess, I guess, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say because you did, you did say that initially you didn't even want to enter them. So it had to have had some type of an effect. Mm-hmm. Now you said like I was fine with open because open meant that, you know, we're together. We're an established couple. If you want to have sex with X, Y, and Z person, yeah, you go have sex with them. I don't care because at the end of the night, you're still coming home and loving me. But that was a whole different ball game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I it, it makes sense to me, but, um, you know, just again, just going back to the little thing I was saying before, it's like, I really, in again, in doing research for this episode, talking to people behind the scenes and interviewing my three guests, I can't help but to feel like some of the issues that are within open relationships, uh, polyamorous relationships are just the same issues that everyone deals with. And, and, and full disclosure, I've been in a few situations myself. I was just telling you about how I had some threesomes in high school, but I've also been in, uh, some relationships that I would describe as polyamorous or open, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of both. Right. And Again, I think the biggest thing is communication. And I think that that's the biggest thing in any relationship. And and when I say any relationship, I mean, you know, friendship, uh, co-workers, you know, romantic partners, whatever it is. Everyone needs to be on board and on the same page and kind of, you know, in agreement in terms of what they right. want and, you know, what's going on. What would you right. say about that? 
I agree wholeheartedly. Um, there is no relationship that can or will thrive without adequate and uh, plentiful communication. Um, that goes for family, friends, anything. My only issue with when it comes to relationships is being open and receptive to the type of communication that you're receiving. It's easy to say, you know, we can communicate about a chore list, but it's harder to say, can we communicate about this other person that is involved in our relationship? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where people start to trip up a little bit when it comes to their communication skills, because we're not as a society taught how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And so it's not something that comes natural to us. It's something that we have to actively think about and proactively do to ensure that, you know, feelings aren't hurt, people aren't stepping on other people's toes. Like even this weekend for a, even though that we are a very much established relationship, we still checked in with each other mm. to make sure that everybody was feeling okay, um, physically and emotionally for one, um, and that everybody was still getting what they needed out of the other parties in the relationship right. um there was a point where my husband was feeling a little bit left out and so he had to let us know like hey i'm feeling a little bit left out right now feeling a little bit ignored can i have a little bit more attention and that's not something that we're taught to do or okay. in fact we're taught as children that that's you know kind of annoying <laughs> so so wait wait so so wait so is so is is he your husband or the other partner i'm sorry because i'm just confused on the names he is my my husband okay okay and she is our anchor partner okay because i didn't know if you you know what I, because listen we're not even going to get into gender today or gender identities but i did <laughs> i i didn't pre-presume that this was like guy girl guy or i you know what I mean? Like, that's fair. Yeah, like it was that's just absolutely fair. Yeah, so I just so, want to make sure. Um, I just for just for the audience, because so, yeah. she is our um, our anchor partner. Yeah. <laughs> but but again, even even with even with saying she like you, know, we we could be mm -hmm. talking about someone who is transgender. We, you know, just just so. to paint a picture for the audience, I like to kind of be clear and I. I, again, I, you know, I'm not sure if I was clear. I think I might have been, but you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, so one, okay. So one question I wanted to have for you, and then we're, I think we're gonna kind of wrap this up. We're running a little low on time. Um, you mentioned earlier um, your, you know, your experience with a, um, you know, with an open relationship previously, and you kind of said, you know, paraphrasing, you kind of never again, and here you are in you know something very comparable if not exactly the same if and i don't want to speak bad juju into the air i wish you years of happiness and joy but if this relationship doesn't work out could you see yourself entering into another comparable one possibly but I've also decided that relationships in general are exhausting. Sure. So I said that if anything were to happen to my marriage or anything like that, I thought I was pretty much done and I was just going to be a slut for the rest of my life. <laughs> so <laughs> take that as you will. Uh, I'm a one and done type gal. This gotcha. is like 
I mean, I love my husband. Our marriage is wonderful. I love our partner. But if it all falls apart, I'm not doing it again. Yeah. So I'm just going to kind of enter the realm of being a slut and living my best life without any sort of relationship titles unless something of course does pop up but my intention is to not date anymore yeah and 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 again i i I wouldn't i wouldn't take that on your part as an indictment of the lifestyle i would just take it as what a lot of people are doing these days even in monogamous relationships where it's like Mm -hmm. you know it's like hey if my husband left me right now i i think i'm out Uh, that was my that was my exact thought um even before we decided to become uh polyamorous or anything like that i was i told him this is my one shot (laughs) and if this does not work out uh i'm done if you die that's a whole different situation of course but like if we don't work out for whatever reason i'm not doing this crap again i'm just gonna be a hoe uh, I'm going to take the, the same route that my auntie took and my grandma took and just saying, forget this relationship stuff. I'll have boyfriends if I want to, but they're not actually boyfriends. My yeah. grandma was 87 when she passed and had four boyfriends in rotation. They had hey. a schedule. They couldn't come over unless it was their day to come over. They all attended the funeral. Okay. That's the lifestyle I'm living. Okay, great. <laughs> I respect it. They know about each other. Yeah. I'm not even, I'm I'm not even mad. All right, listen, so we're going to wrap this up, but I have two uh, quick questions for you before we get out of here. We got about four minutes left. Um, This is something I asked uh, both of my uh, other guests, uh, male and female. So please don't uh, be offended. It is what it is. Uh, what's your shaving situation looking like down there? What do you, what do you got? You got like, like, like a shave, like you got like a full bush, you got like a, I keep it neatly trimmed. Neatly Um, trimmed. I would go completely bare, but my husband likes a little fuzz on the on the field. So Mm, okay, a little fuzzy for him. Okay, keep a little fuzzy for the hubby. Okay, I respect it. I respect it. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Where's the fuzz at level right now? Would you say you got to do a trim or? No, I trimmed before this weekend because we were meeting up with our anchor partner, and that is why I am sleep deprived. All right. Uh, last thing, and we got about, we got two minutes now. Uh, so you're you're on you're on the clock. Uh, anything that you would like to promote, let people know about any charities, any business things, anything like that, go. Um, there is a charity that is dear and dear to my heart called Camp Happy Days. Um, it services kids and their families who are fighting pediatric cancer across the Low Country, South Carolina. Um, we currently have one child that is entering the fight of his life named Jonah. Um, You can join his Facebook group, Jonah Strong. Um, But Camp Happy Days has literally transformed my life and the life of many, many families. And I always ask for donations um, for them for my birthday or Christmas instead of gifts. And if you are so inclined, please donate to camphappydays.org. That's camphappydays.org, correct? Uh-huh. Yep. Let let's let's say it one more time on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Camp Happy Camp Days. Happy we Day no way, no, we it. fucked that all up. That wasn't insane. <laughs> that was terrible. Hold on. Okay, wait. One, we're we'll trying one more time. Okay. One, right. two, three. Camp, Camp Happy Days dot org. 
it still wasn't perfect but listen it was awful it was awful we'll work with it nothing (laughs) nothing in life is perfect things are fine it's all good ashley the recording schedule for this episode was not perfect but i appreciate you bearing with me i appreciate you being here thank you so so much you have made my episode full and complete i wanted three guests and i got three great ones Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Well, I had a lot of fun. I'm glad you did. Would you like to come back on the show sometime? No pressure. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. And okay. we, and we will be back right after this. Thank you for listening to this episode of Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro. I Hope you enjoyed your time with me and my guests. If you want to continue this journey that you're on, you can follow me on social media. I'm on TikTok at Things You Don't See Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Things You Don't See Podcast. I'm on Twitter at EC Taliaferro, my last name. Just look at the name of the show and you'll know where to find me. If you go to YouTube and you type in things you don't see every day with Chris Tolly Farrow into the search bar, I pop right up. I'm right there. Give me a follow. I'm 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 trying to get my YouTube channel kind of going. I you know it's 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 small right now. Definitely not as big as the podcast, but let's get it there. So check me out on YouTube. I'm all over Facebook. I'm not hard to find. Um, again, you type in at things you don't see podcast. I'll pop up, uh, type in things you don't see every day with Chris Taliaferro, type in Chris Taliaferro. Again, I'm not hard to find. I pop up, follow me everywhere, join the movement, have fun with me. I love you guys so much for listening. I really, really mean that. And take care, everybody.